A little history. Sengoku Jidai. Inuyasha takes place in the Sengoku Jidai, approximately 1482 to 1588, also called the Warlord Era, or the Era of the Warring States. The time period got its name from the constant civil wars that took place throughout Japan's 15th and 16th centuries. The reasons for these conflicts were mostly economic. Feudal overlords, or daimyo, became increasingly powerful and wealthy, while the ruling shogun and his central government weakened. Regional daimyo fought among themselves for control of the land and its resources. Average working folk were mostly concerned with keeping their heads down and not ending up in the middle of the next great battlefield. It was an age of great battles, powerful samurai, and mysterious ninja. With this as a backdrop, it's not hard to see why so much Japanese fiction takes place around this time. Many of the great Akira Kurosawa's films, Stan Sakai's comic Usagi Yojimbo, which is based loosely on the tales of Miyamoto Musashi, Kazuo Koike and Goseki Kojima's samurai classic Lone Wolf and Cub, and many others are set in this time period. In a 2001 interview with An America magazine, Takahashi gave her a reason for setting the story of Inuyasha during the Sengoku Jidai, as because it was relatively easier to draw out a ghost story from that time period. In the Sengoku era, there was war, and lots of people died. Additionally, the subtitle for the Inuyasha anime series, Sengoku Otogi Zoshi, is a reference to a specific kind of popular pulp story written during this tumultuous period. to Sip Boy, a podcast where I rewatch one of my all-time favorite animes, Inuyasha, one episode at a time, and unfortunately, spoiler-free. I am Alyssa. <laughs> and I am first-time viewer Avery, and this week we are watching Season 1, Episode 1, The Girl Who Overcame Time, and The Boy Who Is Just Overcome. I hate this title <laughs> so much. Okay, tell me why. Because the boy that was just overcome? What does that mean? It was 50 years ago. Is it a oh, comment yeah, on the fact that to him it just happened? Or is it supposed to be like, that's all that happened? He was just overcome. Nothing else important happened. He here didn't die. It's nothing. <laughs> These are all really good questions that I have no answer for. I know. I'm just... the, I thought it was cute because it was like... Uh, the girl who overcame time, and this kid was just overcome. Like, okay, that's a little cute. You know, yeah. Like, I that's the way I viewed it. I've just been sitting on this for years, <laughs> and I finally had an outlet. Now you have a microphone in yes. front of you. You can yell about all of the things. I'm going to yell about so many things. I'm so excited. So, in case you haven't noticed, we will be talking about every episode of of Inuyasha in excruciating detail. It's gonna be really, really fun. Buckle up, Buttercup. <laughs> Come on the journey along with us. So let's ta- start by talking about the actual episode. This is our first episode. This is their first episode. It's very special for everyone involved. Yes. Uh, Alyssa, can you tell us a little bit about 
of this this episode and where it stands in history? Uh, in history, uh, the episode premiered in Japan. The anime episode premiered October 16th, 2000. The manga premiered in November 13th, 1996. 96. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that gives roughly four years. Mm-hmm. And in that time, there was 16 chapters to mm-hmm. 17 chapters to work from by the time it premiered. Gotcha. Okay. So that's nice to know that they had a good chunk of real estate to right. work with. Yeah. Um, for us, though, us in America, it premiered August 31st, 2002. So I was right. I was 12 when I you first saw right. it. You were right. I'm so happy for Just you. Just 12. <laughs> Brand spanking new 12. <laughs> Maybe 12. <laughs> cool. Okay. So we're looking at late 90s, early 2000s for this. Yes. Perfect. 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 I will be reading the manga alongside of us watching in both English and in Japanese. I don't know why I almost said Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I would love to hear Inuyasha in Spanish. Genuinely. Um, that is a huge thing. I bet. I, I feel like Inuyasha has a very large... Uh, Latin community following, probably because of the soap opera. Sure. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the manga so far for the first two chapters, which is what consists in the first episode, okay, is pretty on par, shot for shot wise, except for some small details. Uh, very pointy details, <laughs> from what I recall. <laughs> but we will get there. Yeah. Um, do we have any first thoughts about the episode, or should we just jump in? Um, I cringe and <laughs> shiver every time I witness this episode. It raises goosebumps, and that the only reason I cringe is because I know all the words, and I have recited them in tandem as they happen, and it's... So, it, I did it, a thing. What? Uh, so me and Alyssa uh, watched the first episode together, at this point, three times together, um, yes. which is great. Um, but the first time we watched, I was taking notes. And every time Alyssa uttered a line under her breath, I wrote it down. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> and there was the one one point that you made a point not to say the line, and I noted that as well. Okay. So I will be uh, sprinkling those in like so much oregano. Great. <laughs> I'm so excited. Perfect. <laughs> well, let's just jump in then. Um, okay. I mean, I will say that I really enjoyed this. I'm getting really pumped about watching the rest of this show. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the only thing I want to say right right off the top. That intro is a bob. I'm really excited about it. Guys, she's not talking about... The I want to change the world intro. No. She is talking about the Inuyasha theme. That's just the action music that's happening in the background. Which is the only intro we get in the States. The only way you can listen to the theme music that was originally the intro is either through YouTube or if you own the DVDs like I do. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I will say the song is cooler um then the intro music that we now have okay but the thing i don't like is that they included all the sound effects of what's happening in all the scenes so it's a little jarring when 
Kagome comes in and the I want to change the world is happening in the background and then all of a sudden Inuyasha's fighting with Shishomaru mm-hmm. and you hear the <laughs> noise effects and the <laughs> of an arrow being thrown and splashing water and she's like we will have to watch this why did you include this <laughs> why was it so important to hear the <laughs> of like Shippo's transformation why why because it's great but in the middle of everything that's happening <laughs> just let the song play I will have to listen to this because I don't have any context on this okay I'm just hearing the um I gotta say by the way I am currently very impressed by the lack of panty shots. Yes. I was 100% expecting to see a young girl's butt in my face at all times. She fucking skydives. Mm-hmm. And we don't see underwear. That's no. incredible. Yeah, it's a little more tame for yeah. the time period than a lot of the other mangas of its. It's much more um, measured than I expected. And I think that has something to do with... Uh, Rumiko Takahashi. Okay. Uh, she is a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Writing a uh, shonen, which is meant for boys. Okay. Uh, shonen means boys, shoujo means girls. Gotcha. I did a little research and found out that she only employs women. No kidding. Only female artists because she doesn't like to work, like have men in her workspace because she doesn't think they promote healthy workspace. We've all been there, listen. <laughs> She's like, the work just gets done better when it's all women. Fuck it up, Rumiko. <laughs> I guess uh, Takahaji. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what plays into it. Like, she'll let things happen when it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. But like, if it's unnecessary, it's unnecessary. I love it. I love it. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. I, I wrote that there are a lot of characters I don't know, or at least don't remember and shouldn't know yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler free. And I've already mentioned several people's names that like, we don't good. know yet. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Spoiler-ish free. Yeah, I'm terrible at not doing spoilers. So. It's going to be all right. Okay. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to do what we can. The show starts out in the feudal era. Yes. Uh, we are first introduced to Inuyasha uh, attacking the village. He looks so hot. This will be a horny podcast. He looks so hot when he's fighting like that. I was just like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. In the manga, he destroys the village and just has the jewel. We don't see him obtain the jewel. Mm. In the anime, it looks like he's just trying to get to the shrine that contains the jewel. So he's not really burning down houses like he is in the manga. Gotcha. So it's much more destruction heavy in the manga. Yes, but it's also just unclear. It brings you into the very end scene of him holding the jewel going, you deserved this and I deserve this. Like, peace. Hmm. So don't know what fueled it at all. Uh, You can explain away his actions a little easier, I think, in the anime version because he's he's just running in and getting it. We don't really know why. And he's being pursued, which... He doesn't do anything to hurt any of the people. Mm -hmm. He does not attack them. He literally just dodges. Okay, first thing. (laughs) It's it's here. Um, Why does the shrine explode? Why does the shrine explode, though? (laughs) What what was in that incense? Why did they rig it with explosives? (laughs) Why does it explode? It's literally like dynamite. Like, yes, it would catch fire, potentially, because of the incense, but like... 
It's an explosion. Was there oil in there? Would there be oil? Like, it's a shrine, so I guess maybe. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It it explodes real fast. Real fast and very dramatically. It looks great, though. It looks great. It's amazing aesthetically, <laughs> it's good, but good also aesthetic. just years of me watching it and finally going, wait a minute, <laughs> why is this exploding? Does he have an explosive? No. <laughs> power <laughs> no um off topic by the way but he's got little feeties <laughs> little feeties he does have little feeties he has feet i was just remembering it when he jumps up out of the explosion mm-hmm. and his little feeties or you can see my fingers mm-hmm. pressed together like little feeties they're just like Psh. okay yeah he does kind of do he walks on his tippy toes like he's an animal little feeties. <laughs> yes i really enjoyed the little feeties um i really like the look of the shikan jewel by the way i think it's very pretty it is very pretty. I'm looking forward to like that is one thing that I didn't really expect to appreciate so much about mm-hmm. this show so far is there's a lot of really like beautiful imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a lot of really pretty um, artistic touches and use of color that I was really impressed by, and the the sort of shine on the jewel um, yeah. that kind of matches the miasma later. Um, or yeah. the what do they call it? They, they call it a miasma in the uh, dub. Sorry, the sub. Um, um, in in the dub later, they'll refer to it as miasma. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think they just call it an aura in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, Kikyo shoots his ass. Yeah. Um, first off, where are they? Because <laughs> there's a whole structure. There's roads, or at least paved roads areas there's Mm -hmm. steps there's an archway Mm -hmm. and then there's the tree Mm -hmm. that happens in the manga too it's literally like two feet outside of a house of the town literally and the first tree is what he gets snapped with so was there a structure that was closer to like in the forest that they then just tore down because they just moved it they picked it up and left <laughs> they were like well we can't have it here now we'll just plant some trees i guess i mean to be fair they probably don't want to bunk up with filthy heft even that's uh no would you want to live next to an evil entity i mean kind of <laughs> <laughs> okay if, if i'm being completely honest <laughs> and so i've watched this many times yes and I was watching it in Japanese with my roommate to make him listen because he has weeb ears. Uh, and I wanted to make sure what they call Inuyasha, and they do call him uh, Hanyo, which is half demon in Japanese. Okay. So it was good to know that it wasn't yokai or some other demon word they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we were watching with the striking scene of kikyo firing her bow and arrow mm-hmm. and then the bow just quivering the bow is on her left side the string is on her left side but she had it pulled back with her right and we thought it was an animation error i said it was something that always bothered me and i just assumed it was for like so you know that the bow was there like mm-hmm. they just didn't pay attention and i looked it up on reddit and it's a thing japanese archery as you hold the bow lighter than Western archery. Okay. You don't hold it tightly. You hold it like you would a drumstick is what the article said. So it is supposed to turn. A master archer will start on the right side with the bow. And then as they release, the bow swivels to the left. What? Yeah. So that was intentional. 
I really like this show. <laughs> I know. That's really cool. <laughs> like, it's so fast we don't see it happen, but we know, and she is a master archer, so. Wild. Yeah. Huh. Just showing off her skill that, to only people who would know. To the audience. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fun fact. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, speaking of fun facts, do you want to reveal to me the uh, manga fun fact about where the arrow is placed? Okay. So... I got really into this fact, guys. I'm really excited. I have an original print uh, manga, physical copy from, I'm pretty sure it's from the early 2000s. I did not own it in the early 2000s. I got it later in life. But this was back when Viz was still trying to figure out the way to print manga. And so they flipped everything because as manga readers will know, everything is right to left. Supposed to be. Yes. This book is left to right. And so because of that, they flipped the image. So Inuyasha is not shot in his heart. He is shot on the right side in the image. Just sort of in his shoulder. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and everybody's dead. (laughs) Yes, please explain that. Um, In Japanese culture, you always put the kimono left over right... Um, the only reason your kimono would be right over left is if you were preparing the person for a funeral. Yes. So only ghosts have kimonos yes. right over or left. Or corpses. Corpses. But yeah. Um, so it's just funny because everybody in this printed version I've been reading looks dead to me now <laughs> that I know that fact. And it's just like, wait, which hand is he fighting with? Is He's right. He's left-handed. No, he's right-handed. No, he's right-handed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wakes me out to open manga and see it go left to right it it doesn't feel right yeah they don't do that anymore and luckily viz stopped doing this halfway through but they didn't go back and reprint single versions Mm, of any of the compendiums or whatever yeah they now have uh three and ones Mm. so it's three volumes per giant chunks that break spines it's great Mm -hmm. but more for your buck i guess guess so okay so this scene ends with, oh, I wanted to make mention that Kikyo's flares kick ass. <laughs> I love her big red pants. Yes. So much. Um, Kikyo shoots Inuasha against the tree and she starts saying stuff that are like definitely, you know, going to be expounded on later. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely like half, half said sentences. Well, she's dying. She doesn't have time to witch. explain. Yeah. This jewel witch, <laughs> uh, this jewel witch, and then she dies. Yeah, and she entrusts, or she says to Kaidi, we don't know his Kaidi yet, but she's a little baby with only one eye, so we know. She says sister. She does say sister. Yes. So, um, yeah. but at this point, we don't know. We don't know anything. We're, yeah, we we're don't, not supposed to know anything. We don't know her name as. A, no, she does say Kaidi. Take say? the jewel. Mm-hmm. And b- burn it with my body. Burn it with my body. So. So she does. Yeah. And we see her burn on the pyre, and then it is present day. Yes. Present day Japan. And Kagome and Grandpa talk to establish basic tenets of the setting and story. Yes. <laughs> they, they do a little bit of exposition. <laughs> she got no time, my girl. <laughs> which means Jewel of the Four Souls, yes. which I get, I'm sure we will learn more about. Yes, we will. What Four Souls means. Like, we don't know. We don't learn it. We just... I found out yesterday that she is the part that means four. And four, she also means death. Oh. in japan 
So like how we don't have third floors in hotel or 13th floors in hotels, mm-hmm. they don't have fourth floors. There you go. <laughs> there, this uh, show definitely has preoccupation with death and like superstitions towards death, which will be interesting to, exp- to explore. Yeah. We are headed to some interesting, gruesome stories. Yay! My <laughs> favorite. Um, so, yeah, we meet Kagome for the first time. We learn she's turning 15 years old, and we're not going to be weird about it. Right? Right. Right? Right. Great. I'm so glad to not be weird about a 15-year-old girl. I'm pretty sure the age of consent in Japan is 13. It may have been younger at that time. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, the manga does tell us specifically what year it is in Kagome's world. The anime does not specify. What does it say? In the manga, it says 1997. 97. Okay. So I did some fun math. Oh, please. And found out that if Kagome is turning 15 in 1997, mm-hmm. she was born in 1982. Oh. Guess what year that is for what? the Zodiac. Ooh. What year? <laughs> the year of the dog. <laughs> No wonder they're yeah. so meant for each other. They're so meant for each other. Mm-hmm. She was born for him. Do you think that was done on purpose? Uh, yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> I totally believe that. That's fantastic. We also meet a very important character. Oh, God. <laughs> we meet Buyo. I thought it would be fun to look up some of the names and what they mean in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything has a meaning in Japanese. Yes. Everything has an origin. Everything is ancient this and... <laughs> <laughs> Replica that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So I was like, what does Buyo mean? Mm-hmm. And I looked it up. And Buyo is just a joke on the noise um, of him being fat. So it's a fat joke. Fat joke. Fat Yay. joke for a cat. Because cats are fat. Um, they can be. But... Unfortunately, in my research, I found a forbidden fact. <laughs> Do you want to share it? So the voice actor for Buyo is different than the one in the sub. I don't know why they had to change it other than it's a little funnier, I guess. Richard Cox. Fucking Richard Cox. Who is? The voice of Inuyasha. <laughs> So he voices both Inuyasha and Buyo the cat. He's a dog and a cat. Yes. (laughs) Forbidden knowledge. So good. I love it. There will be points later on when he's literally playing with himself. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) He is tormenting the cat. (laughs) And the cat's just like... (laughs) I'm so happy they made that decision. Like whoever made that choice uh is my hero Mm -hmm. personally i know it deeply bothers you (sighs) but it makes me very very happy yes so we we have a little short exchange between kagome and grandpa Mm -hmm. uh grandpa tries to uh, impart a very lovely mummified hand and yeah she immediately beats it to the cat (laughs) here boo eat Like, one of the first uh, differences between the sub and the dub was actually this the next little mini scene um, that we noticed. Yes. Um, which was the joke about everything here has a story. And mm-hmm. then Grandpa says, 
Why, these pickles are full of history. Not half as full as you are. <laughs> Which is very, like, badumps. Yes. And in the sub, he's talking about how the ancient history of the pickles. And she's like, a shrine person brought those for us. Like, they were a gift. They just got here. There, just is, there is no history, old man. Which Let I, it go. It's a much better line. <laughs> and I'm glad they did it. Next scene is sort of the morning, like after that little tiny little sequence. Yes, it is um, her birthday morning. It's her birthday. She's going off to school. She's all ready. She got her backpack. Got her little loafers. <laughs> Damn loafers. Damn loafers. <laughs> and as she's walking past uh, Sota, her brother. What's he doing? Why is he got a Sato? Sota. Sota. Yeah. Oops. Throw <laughs> down wrong. <laughs> I'm glad that you. I'm so glad that I'm doing this with you. <laughs> you had me guess for a second. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, no, wait. I know. Yeah, I know. You know I'm... more than me. It's okay. But for the first time ever, folks. <laughs> um, he is messing in the mini shrine, is what they refer to it mm. as. Somewhere I can't remember if it was the manga or in the anime. I think it was the manga because I don't remember that being. Okay. And he's like, the cat, the cat got in and I'm trying to get him out. And poor Sota is so scared. He's, I don't know how old he is supposed to be. It's kind of funny because the difference between his voice in the like sub versus the dub makes a chasm of age gap. Like mm. his voice in the in the Japanese version is so freaking adorable. It is. But it sounds like he's like four. Yeah. Whereas like in the English dub it's more like I don't know like a seven or eight year old. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. I definitely know he's in elementary school from later stuff. Okay. So somewhere between probably yeah. five and eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll find out. And the lovely Monica story is like it's like there's something down there. Uh yeah, the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know I said I'm it. I'm pointing at the computer because Alyssa knows that was one that you said with the perfect inflection at the exact same time that, mm-hmm. that Kagoma said. Uh yeah. It's just the cat. so funny. <laughs> it, it's, it's like pitch perfect. Almost the same inflection in the Japanese too. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it is pretty funny. I, I don't know if she studied it really well or if she was just like, oh, yeah, this makes the most sense to say it like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have attitude and it's yeah. going to be great. I am a teenager talking to my dorky little brother. Yeah. And he's making me late. And it's my birthday. Why am I doing this on my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of terrible things that happened on Kagome's birthday. Oh, yeah. Kagome goes down the stairs and gets brushed up by Buya, so Buya's fine. Yeah. Which is a very important thing because next Kagome gets a bunch of hands come up out of a well and drag her down. Yeah. And in what the subtitles dubs as polyphonic voice, my beautiful snake demon wife has arrived. <laughs> And I'm so happy. <laughs> She's not a snake. But yeah. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that is what I wrote down first. Okay. That's why I left it. The snake demon. I am vindicated because she has snake anatomy. Does she? She does not have centipede anatomy. Mr. Centipede, who we find out later, is called Mr. Centipede. At the moment, she's just this entity that has grabbed Kagome, dragged her down to the well. And licks her face. And licks her face. <laughs> it's so weird. I love it. 
<laughs> this is so like seriously my shit. Like mm-hmm. the the whole thing about Mistress Centipede is like my absolute shit. Uh, she's so gross. She's so d- grotesque. Like she's so strange and like otherworldly. She's got the long fucking tongue. Like I love how weirdly tender she is with mm-hmm. Kagome for a second. Like she kind of like caresses her, mm-hmm. and then the licking of the face. Like yeah. it's just a very like creepy. They do it so so well. And then, like, the way that the arms sloughs off, mm-hmm. like, it just kind of comes off, like, silly putty coming yeah. off of her her hand, or her body, rather. It's just very, very A+. plus. But when we first meet her, she's only got the bone. She's got the tail yeah. that doesn't have any skin. And mm. that is a snake's anatomy tail. A centipede doesn't have bones like that. It just has a carapace. Oh, so have exoskeletons. Yes. Confirmed by the internet, I felt very vindicated. Okay, good. Yes. I'm glad. Yes. And I will point out in the manga, uh, she got nipples. She got nipples in the manga, though. I mean, they're not big. They're just little. They're little, little dots. Little points. But she got female anatomy right there, <laughs> not just snake. Actually, that does segue really well into something that I um, researched. About. <laughs> um, so there is an interesting history of censorship oh. for Mistress Centipede. So, you, you know, we had talked about the fact that in the manga, she has nipples. Mm-hmm. In the anime, she has always not had nipples. Yes. But did you know that in original American uh, broadcasts and currently in latin american brazilian broadcast they just like gave her a boob job yeah like they flattened out her chest and I just cut them off do remember her being flatter of chest it is really weird to look at i'll we'll kind of put up some some images um so that like some visual aids mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like they literally like had to slow certain scenes down to like digitally like cover them and like censor them and like no cleavage none whatsoever which is really, really fascinating. Um, and then there's even like this video game that um, came out, the Inuasha Journey to Seek the Jade. They gave her a little green bikini, and I'm actually kind of a fan. <laughs> like, doesn't she look cute? Yes. She actually looks looks adorable with her little little bikini and her own her one little arm off. She's having the time of her life. She really is. She's all smiley. She's it's ready to go cute. to the beach. <laughs> her hair is kind of pushed up. It looks like. Uh, I did do a little bit of research on Mr. Centipede mm-hmm. and centipedes in Japanese mythology. There's sort of uh, a long history of not just centipedes, but like giant centipedes. Like okay. these like dragon sized giant centipedes, which Ooh. is really fascinating. Um, so that's probably where they pulled Mr. Centipede. I found this really funny um, webpage where somebody was like, basically was like, I hate centipedes. And it's not just because. I'm weird. Here's a bunch of mythology from a lot of different cultures that also hate centipedes. And I was just like, you've got some hang-ups, but go off. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's good, good research. So mm. I got this cool little quote that says that um, it's from the Handbook of Japanese Mythology by Ashkenazi, which is like the, you know, classic, you know, it's like the Bible on, on Japanese monsters. So it'll be coming up a lot. Okay. Um, but it says centipedes are impure, polluted animals associated with the dead. Oh. Yes. So they are known as messengers of the dead. They are also known, fun fact, as uh, messengers of Bishamon. 
which oh, I was like, oh, Misha. <laughs> Calamity. Yes. <laughs> but they're, they're very deeply um, linked as messengers of death and the underworld and the gods but okay. not in a good way usually not yeah. not for the good of mankind mm-hmm. um they're also mentioned like i said in myths as gigantic threatening creatures wreaking havoc wherever they go mm-hmm. um only the most heroic figures could defeat them and there's a couple different interesting little um myths of, of like famous japanese heroic figures that take down these giant like dragon-sized um, centipedes so there's a reason that um you know they have inuasha facing off against this creature because mm-hmm. it's like it it establishes his strength that he can take her down so fast and so efficiently because he must have some level of heroic blood in him if he can do that and is willing to do that so yes. there's some level of that already um and she's not she's not the only centipede monster we will see but okay. she is the only one that is part like humanoid which as far as i can tell in the inuyasha mythos or lore the more human a demon looks means they're more powerful and more deceptive interesting so like she almost was on her way to being so powerful she could disguise herself as human that's interesting and it it actually brings in with um another thing that i found out in my little research is that her appearance the way that her eyebrows are Mm -hmm. um is a sign of royalty and they're like well it either means that like she was um you know some level of royalty or maybe even like highly ranked in like the demon tribe that she was from Mm -hmm. so like i thought that was really interesting i learned a little bit about um Hikimayu, Hikimayu. I'm absolutely positive I'm I'm butchering that, but um, it's a practice of removing um, your natural eyebrows and painting little smudge eyebrows really high up on the forehead. When I'm sure you've seen that, it used to be a aristocratic women, um, you know, would do that. And it's kind of a you know popular fad for like oh uh, in the uh, 794 to 1185. You did so much more research than me. I just, I got really excited about it. (laughs) Thorough. Oh my God. Partly because I've seen that style. Yeah. And I've always wondered what that was. Okay. Yeah. That's why um, she is, it's, it's the style of Japanese princesses in that time. Okay. So that is uh, what I found out. What happens next? (laughs) She falls down the well. She, yeah. She falls down the well. Uh, Mr. Centipedes licks her face and Kagome pushes her away and somehow has magical powers all of a sudden, which rips Mistress Centipedes or dissolves Mistress Centipedes' arm off of her body. It's super gross and yeah. super great. And then she kind of disappears into a weird void as Kagome lands mm-hmm. on solid ground. Mm-hmm. This is where another one of your lines came. Oh, God. Do you know which one? No. No. <laughs> She's looking around. She goes, maybe I bumped my head. And she looks around. She goes, uh, maybe not. Because there's a fucking arm behind her. (laughs) Yeah. So she decides to get out of the well. She's calling for grandpa. She's calling for Sota. Sota. And uh, nothing's happening, of course. So she's out. She is not in the mini shrine. And unfortunately, we get a reference to... Um, pretty close to where we live, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm from Kansas. 
I'm from Missouri, but I'm close enough. Yeah. I could be wrong, but Toto, I think we're not in Tokyo anymore. Which is a fine joke. Yeah, and it's only for American audiences. They don't make that joke in the sub, mm-hmm. as far as the translation tells us. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I, I again, very impressed by the like attention to detail. I really like the birds and like the little nature details. Mm-hmm. But she's walking around, and she finds the tree. The Tree of Ages, which in the anime, they refer to it as the Thousand-Year-Old Sacred Tree. Mm-hmm. And I haha this while we were watching earlier because in the manga they refer to it as the 500 year old sacred tree. And there's never really a conversation as to why. And I don't know if that's just supposed to be like, oh, the tree was 500 year olds, years old in feudal Japan. And now it's a thousand years in the shrine. Or if mm. that was like a calculated error. And so they fixed it in the anime because thousand-year-old trees are thick. Yeah, yeah. They are thick and they are stumpy and they do not look like this tree. Uh 500-year-old trees look a lot like this tree. Interesting. (laughs) So I think it is supposed to be 500 years. Interesting. But... Maybe they thought it sounded more impressive to be a thousand years old. <laughs> that, or like they were also getting confused with the time period mm-hmm. because she does go 500 years back in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that would mean the tree was new and it's pretty big back then. Yeah. We find the tree. She runs forward, moving bushes. She's like, I'm home. The shrine's here. Grandpa, I made it. Sota. Nope. We find a sleeping boy. <laughs> And we get to another one of your lines, which is, is that a boy? Because is it? Like, (laughs) what is this thing that has vines grown around him? He's so pretty. (laughs) He's so pretty with his white silver hair and his little ears. And he's just so peaceful. He's sleeping beauty. He's sleeping beauty. Literally. Uh, I love Kagome's super chill. Hey there, what did you do with <laughs> being all of us in that moment? Hey, uh, what you doing? Just hanging out? <laughs> you know, I never thought about that. That is super awkward. I would not randomly walk up to a sleeping person and go, Hey there, <laughs> I gotta get closer to you because I think you're hot, but I don't know what i'm doing like it's so awkward and i love it it's so like genuine um and she has a compulsion she has to touch i mean we all have that compulsion (laughs) she gotta touch the ears i think i want to touch them (laughs) they're so soft they're so whoopy Just, uh, I've tried to rub my cat's ears like that. They hate it. They hate it so much. There's no way she could ever do that to Inuyasha. <laughs> Literally only because he's in yeah. a magic sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she goes, now that, now that that's out of my system, and the entire fucking village is just standing there like, what is she doing? Is she touching his ears? Are she- Were they hunting? <laughs> 
did they get a notice that somebody came through the well? That's like, the only thing I can figure is that somehow like Kaidi or somebody like saw. I, maybe there's somebody that patrols the well. And keeps I feel an eye like on they it. must have just been hunting and they were like, we might as well check this area. Right. And they happened upon her is what makes the most logical sense. Because right. as far as I'm aware, Kaidi doesn't get any uh, pings from okay. the well. Who knows? Yeah. Regardless, the entire village is there, and they stick her up, and they tie her up, and they bring her to the middle of the village. Mm-hmm. And for all to see. For all to see. It's probably normal. It's normal. <laughs> um, ah, another quote? <laughs> yes. It's not what you think it is. Do you think this is war? Of course it is. And right in the middle of rice planting season. <laughs> I was just like, how do you fucking know this? I've seen it way too many times. I don't know why that tickled me so much. Because why are they? They're so <laughs> upset because it's right rice in the plant- middle of rice planting season. <laughs> we are farmers, goddammit. Stop with your war. <laughs> we just want to eat. <laughs> uh, but... The quote I thought it was going to be was top knot, top knot, top knot, top knot. Yes. Because when I was a child, I thought Kagome was saying talk knot. Talk knot, talk knot, talk knot, talk knot. So I thought it was just like a weird, like, talk, 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 pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little. Like, just, <laughs> like, why are all these people gabbing around me? Right. You're just talking. Talk not, talk not, talk not, not, stop. Why are you gossiping about me right in front of me? No, she's referring to the knots on top of their head. Her hair. Uh, she accurately says, where are we in the Japanese and medieval times? And yeah. it's like big. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. You're right. Uh, we are introduced to the high priestess Kaede, who uh, enters with a bag of something and starts to throw it at Kagome. I genuinely tried to figure out what that was, and I could not find anything. I've always just assumed it was salt, but it could be, like, herbs as well. That makes sense of salt. I mean, you know, I feel like most cultures consider salt to be, like, cleansing or whatever. Yeah. So that, that makes the most sense. I was just like, why is she throwing sand in her face? Like, what is wrong with this woman? But it's the chest that she's a demon and all that stuff. Yeah, Stylized speech of old tiny medieval Japan is whew, a choice they made for Kaede and they stick with it. She says, look clever girl or be ye a half wit. And then it's there, but I know, know not why. What? Whereas in the Japanese, she says, let me take a look at you. Stop making that dumb face. Which makes a lot more sense. You look like my sister. She just flat out says it. Yes. So much more sense. So like, much more context. I, I really enjoy that she just comes out with it in the in the sub. And, I mean, they could have still kind of come out with it in the old timiness, but they just... They don't. They want to drag those... Yeah. Those... Witch, and now, like, never finish the sentence. Joel, witch. Never finish the thought. <laughs> Keep them hanging. Witch. Ugh, witch. Witch, witch. Twitch. I don't know. 
So then we end up in Kaidi's hut where she is making the most delicious looking food. Cartoon food always looks amazing and it makes me so hungry even if I've just eaten, which I have eaten a large sum of chicken alfredo recently so <laughs> thinking about that that is still making me hungry so that tells you something yes um there's a slight difference in the manga here mm. it's just a joke kaede does the talk of sorry we mistook you like it happened we're a small village um here have some food why aren't you eating and kagome just like literally lifts her hands and is like i'm still fucking tied <laughs> <laughs> that's a good guy and she's like oh sorry <laughs> i really wish they'd kept that that's hilarious yeah so it's <laughs> the only difference and it was a choice to cut it i guess i wish they'd kept it mm. that's incredible yeah um so we get a little bit of exposition here um we learned that kikyo and the whole first sequence was 50 years ago yeah right uh we unfortunately get the exact same joke in the dub of not being in Tokyo anymore. Yes. I was just like, guys, we already did this. But it's mostly so that Kaede can say, I've never been to Tokyo. Uh, yeah. Which means that Tokyo doesn't exist yet. It didn't. We learned for the first time that I didn't really think about it. Like, Kagome doesn't know if she's stuck in the past yet. Like, she's just like, hmm, I'll, I'll deal with that later. <laughs> A lot has happened to her. Yeah. And she is taking it. In stride! So well. I'm so proud of her. But also, just like, she has so much gumption and attitude. Just. Seriously. Like, she's holding her own. I'm very impressed. She's scrappy. She's scrappy. And she's just like, hmm, will I be able to get home? Hmm. Anyways. Food! <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um, Kaede sometimes, somehow realizes that Kagome is Kikyo and Kikyo is Kagome, which is. Confusing to me, but it's a must be a hunch thing. Um, she is trying. It seems Kikyo, not Kikyo, Kaede is assuming that Kagome has some connection to Kikyo. Mm. She doesn't know what. Gotcha. She so she does not know that there is a connection. She just assumes there is one because they look so similar. They look similar. Okay. Okay. Cool. Which debatable, but. I don't think they look alike. They don't look alike in the anime. They do look similar in the manga. Okay. And slowly as time progresses, the differences become more apparent. Mm. Kind of like how when you first see twins, you're like, oh my gosh, you're identical. And then the longer you spend with them, you're like, oh no, but there are differences. Mm, I can tell the difference. Whereas with the anime, I'm pretty sure they were just like, it'll get too confusing. Let's just make them look different. That tracks. Yeah. That's actually fair. Um, And then... My girlfriend's back. Oh, yay. We get a horse <laughs> thrown on us, of course. It's a fucking horse with her teeth. Yeah. Which is completely unnecessary, but it's kind of hot. <laughs> Bye, horsey. Bye, horsey. <laughs> um, again, she has absolutely no nipples. We find out, like, how fucking big she is, though, in this one. I think she's, like, 100 feet long i think was the approximation i saw really yeah yeah On, um, i have no whatever the inuasha wiki is we will become well acquainted with it i'm sure so yeah but i, I can't, can't remember it off the top of my head but uh i think it said 100 feet on there seems so since she literally plowed through several huts and She's homes. strong <laughs> and then she does a barrel roll yes she does <laughs> <laughs> fucks up some 
fields and some farmers and one horse with her teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and gravity. And we find that spears and arrows have no effect on her. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately for the farmers. Yeah. Um, I wrote, she do a spinny and flip them boys in the air. <laughs> <laughs> that is what she do. Accurate. <laughs> um, and so Coyote is like, we must lure it to the, the dry well. Mm-hmm. And Kagomi's like, I know a dry well. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. Um, and she does the thing that we were talking about earlier, which I really like, um, where she says, where the light's shining, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is the first time that we can that we learn about like Kagome is seeing shit that other people are not seeing, and she doesn't realize it, which I yeah. think is a really cool little touch. Yes, uh, it is understood that Kaede can see it. Okay, which is kind of why she was confused why Kagome could, because she should be a normal girl. Uh, okay, gotcha, it's gotcha, a gotcha. priestess thing to have supernatural sight is what it seems like. That makes sense for some of the stuff that I was sort of ignoring. (laughs) I'm just figuring it was Kaede, like, assuming she knew, but not actually seeing. Well, Kagome literally says, where is Inuyasha's forest? Mm -hmm. Oh, by the light, and then takes off. Yes. And she's like, the fuck you say? You saw the light? You saw the light, yeah. Exactly. She doesn't actually say that, folks. <laughs> she <laughs> the says the fuck old time. you say? <laughs> she says I'm the I'm the fuck ye say? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of fucked up that she just runs off, but it's like very, again, like setting her up as kind of a perfect hero of like, she's going to throw herself into action, even though she has no reason to do so. And... Seemingly, at least as far as she knows and as far as we know, no, like, skills to fight this. But mm-hmm. she's just like, fuck it, I'll, I'll draw, draw it away, I'll go. I was told there was a solution to this problem. Yeah. I will go do that. Yes, exactly. Um, very, again, a lot of Buffy um, parallels could yeah. be drawn of, like, she's this, like, plucky hero that we are very concerned for that she's just like, why would you be concerned for me? I'm here to do the thing. Just leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah, a little less strength, a little less chosen one, a little more things on her feet. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I I wrote down the someone will save me right, which is really nice, again, setting up the hero's journey thing. She goes, somebody help me. And we hear a howl and a zoom and... A pulse. And this is the first time we will see the demonic pulse. um, Something that does happen occasionally to Inuyasha. Mm. And it is... I'm not sure if we're supposed to infer that her cry for help is what awoke Inuyasha. Mm. If, like, the adrenaline is what did it. Because he didn't wake up when she was there. Right. He wasn't reacting to the jewel before, so... Yeah, I think... I I read it as, like, she's literally like, someone help me, and he says, okay. Yeah. But he wakes up. Unless she gets goosebumps. Because uh, I love the claw hand thing. Mm-hmm. And... His papa manicure. <laughs> he reaches for the arrow as he says, I smell the blood of the woman who killed me. Boy, you were not dead. <laughs> You were asleep. <laughs> you were a deep sleep. <laughs> but I guess you were dead. Okay. Go off, though. <laughs> and we get a commercial bumper. After the commercial break, Mistress Centipede 
flips Kagome 360 and we still don't see her panties. Yes. I'm watching carefully, not because I want to see the panties, because I want to call their shit. And there's no shit to call. I'm very proud. I do want to quickly mention one thing. It's not important. You can cut this later if you want. She runs uphill in a wet area with fucking loafers on. (laughs) That is a steep ass hill. And she does not slip. Some she does not high trip. High quality loafers. She gets all the way up that hill. <laughs> and then she gets flipped on her ass. <laughs> I would never cut that in a million years. It's a good point, and I'm sure I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Inuyasha calls Kag- Kagome Kikyo right off the bat. Yes. Starts being a little shit to her. And we are with Kagome in the You're Awake? Cool. Did not know that that was going to happen. Or was an option. Yeah. And also, who? I am not this person. Mm-hmm. Who are you calling me? That's not my name. Mm-hmm. And you watch says, you ought to do her like you did me. Wink. <laughs> Wink. Wink. Ugh. But yeah, they go around a little bit, and then Mr. Centipede comes up, and then the villagers shoot her in the ribs, and it's like a very satisfying dunk, dunk, dunk. Yeah. It's like, and just like, <laughs> it's good animation. So now the now the spears and arrows work. Right? It's uh, fine. But yeah, they shoot her, and then... Um, we think we are safe yes. for a moment as she's being pulled away, and Inuyasha's like... <laughs> You're so pathetic, Kikyo. What the fuck is up with you? And Kagome has had enough. Yes. And she marches up to him on the little vines and is like, <laughs> I am not Kikyo. My name is Kagome. Kagome. And he's like, There's no way that you're not Kikyo because you wouldn't smell so much. And he goes, <laughs> sniff, 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 motherfucker. Sniff, sniff. <laughs> and he realizes it's definitely not Kikyo, and it's it's very cute. <sighs> it's cute until you see the difference between the Japanese and the English mm. translations. I don't remember. In the, uh, he says, oh, I guess you're not her. Oh, yeah. Kikyo was cuter. Much, much cuter. cuter. Like, bitch, come <laughs> on, fuck off. <laughs> but in... The subtitles, Japanese, and in the manga, he refers to Kikyo being looking smarter and prettier. Not cuter, prettier. Bitch. He's like, Kikyo was a lot smarter and prettier. How dare. Yeah. How very dare. He uh, values her mind as well as her physical form. Okay, fine. But also, how dare. (laughs) Um, Mr. Centipede... Grabs Kagome, and <laughs> Kagome's first instinct is to grab Inuyasha's hair like yes. vandals, which is extremely good. Um, and then they do like the like close up where he's like showing his thoughts. His hair's fine, and yeah, I know like, he's got his little pretty bitch mentality <laughs> of what he really looks like while his hair is getting pulled. He's like, "That's not really who I am." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I would never make that face." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Kagome turns. To the side and blasts a power like bolt out of her hand mm-hmm. and all the arms come off 
She gets a plop, 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 three yeah. arms off. She's down to no arms. And yet, my girl prevails and bites the shit out of Kagome. Like, she just stares her bitch open. Yeah. And uh, there's a jewel in her ribcage. Yeah. What was that doing there? What's How did that get there, I wonder? <laughs> what is it? Uh, poor Kagome is in shock. I feel really bad for her in this whole, like, sequence. Because she's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why was that in me? What? And then she gets yelled at to grab it. Yes. And she is not fast enough. No, because she's in shock. Yeah. And then my big tits, long tongue, baby girl. <laughs> she go gulp. <laughs> yes. And she says, this isn't even my final form. And she sloughs off her all her skin. And I just love her so much. In the manga, it's a lot more grotesque. She literally does like a backwards pull and the skin just rips off in one go. <sighs> so good. And like molts to the floor. It's very, very cool. Mr. Centipede has coiled herself around the tree, yes. pinning Kagome to Inuyasha in a strategic place. Deeply suggestive. Yes. <laughs> but yes, she makes the rearming joke, which only appears in the English version. Because yes, it only makes sense in English. And then the centipede starts to crush Kagome, pulling her further down, Inuyasha. And guys, I see his waistband, which means Kagome is in a very compromised... Deeply. About to die. It doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, and then, we all read romance. It's fine. <laughs> and then Inuyasha goes, hey, can you pull out this arrow? <laughs> Kaede's like, bitch, don't. Don't, don't. And he's like, do you want to live? And we had a long discussion about wit, what she actually says. But apparently she just says, I choose to look. <laughs> For many years, Alyssa thought that it was live, right? Yeah, it sounds like she screams live. live. It I, does. I like even when live. we watched it today, I was like, it literally does sound like that. But the subtitles, listening closely or whatever, like if you're hearing or listening for, uh, it just sounds like. Bleh. I wish that they just said live because it mm-hmm. makes more sense. But uh, she pulls the arrow out. Yes, and he's at peak hotness when he does the angry eyebrows laugh. But before that, we get another pulse. Oh yes, we do. We get several <laughs> dark <laughs> lined fizzy demonic pulses which is the awakening of inuyasha's demon blood and then my favorite moment kagome says his name for the very first time oh. and then we get the laugh with the eyebrows as he literally bump chess yes this thing apart yes oh man the laugh in the japanese dub was creepy sounding. it was it was very cool like i know you're always going to want richard cox but just because I grew up wanting him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I said tag yourself who is Wicked Child and who is Nasty Hag. <laughs> <laughs> which one of us should be which? Uh, I think you should be the w- Wicked Child and I'll be the Nasty Hag. Oh, I, I feel like that's what we should be, but I'm older than you, so I don't know. Um, but Mistress Centipede is mine, so... Okay, fine. Yeah. I'll I'm take him. Call, call her and you can t- take him. Perfect. So yeah, uh, Inuasha and uh, Mr. Centipede have a standoff. Yes. For like approximately 0.1 seconds. Yes. And then Inuyasha uses his 
very first move, I don't know what he says anymore. For the life of me, I thought it was Iron Reaver Soul Stealer or Iron Reamer Soul Stealer. Yeah. In the manga, it looks like Iron Reaver. And in this last viewing with Hulu, it said Iron Reaper Soul Stealer. That may have been a a typo, though. But I do think he says Reaper at some points, or at least I thought he did when I was younger. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what he says. Which is it? Couldn't tell you. In the manga, his very first time using that move, he just says, be gone, demon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she is, to be fair. She gets split hot dog style. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, Instantly. But that animation they use, they will use that every single time. Gotcha. Yeah, they just repeat that. Uh, And Kagome has come to the realization that, okay, she did the right thing. He was strong enough to handle this. Man, the yellow background when the chunks are falling down looks so good. It just looks so pretty. Kaede is like, okay, we got to find the jewel because the chunks are twitching. Yeah. And she's like, okay, where is it? And Kagome goes, what What do you mean where is it? And she goes, you have to find it or else all these pieces are going to go back together and she's going to come back. And so Kagome quickly searches and she finds the glowing piece. Mm-hmm. And luckily, Kaede pulls it out and everything magically turns to bones. It's a really satisfying song. <laughs> that yeah. It's like rustling leaves. Sounds Just really good. dissolves. Gone. And then she hands the jewel to Kagome and is like, this is yours. You have to look after this now. And Kagome is like, why would I have a jewel that's wanted by demons in my body? What? Good question. Uh huh. And Inuyasha has an answer. No reason. So you should give that to me. Mm-hmm. Or I'll kill you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or I, And I won't have to start sharpening my claws on you. Yeah. And she goes, what? 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 <laughs> You mean he's not the hero? It's a twist. Such a twist. And a cliffhanger sort of. Yeah. And we see the little outro where everyone's very thoughtful. It's very classic. Yeah. Anime outro. So that's our first episode. Yeah. We did it. Woo! Yay! How how do you feel about this episode? Like, is it one of those that you've just watched to death or do you still like it? I mean, yes, I have watched it to death, especially now because I've been analyzing it. But I still get chills. Good. I still cringe a little because I quote it. It's the start. It's the beginning. And it's the thing I told so many people growing up trying to get them to watch this show. And I never made any friends who were interested in anime or interested in watching this until later on in life. Mm. So I, yeah, it's in me, Mm -hmm. whether I want it or not. I hear you. I fully hear you. Like the Shikon jewel. Like the jewel of four souls yes. in your rib cage. Aww. <laughs> uh, we have one last order of business. Mm. I'm feeling thirsty. Are you? I'm a little parched. Mm. I think it's time to go visit the lemonade stand. <laughs> so the lemonade stand is a little something something we cooked up uh, where we will be each episode, I guess, choosing who we most want to <laughs> or who, who do we want to fuck or who the show is pushing the audience yes to want to fuck yes because it seems as though this show has um uh, motivations that well, may be against our will a little thirsty a little bit thirsty and we succumb to that thirst 
Gladly in some cases. Some cases. Uh, if it hasn't been entirely obvious this entire episode, my pick for the lemonade stand, the the lucky girl that's uh, that I'm taking on my date to the lemonade stand is Mistress Centipede. Oh. She is everything I've ever wanted. She has five arms to hold me tight at night. The longest tongue in the world, and I don't have to go anywhere with that. Mm. And boobs that are of some size and have some number of nipples, depending on the the media in which I am watching. Yes. Yes. Who are you taking the lemonade stand? Uh, it's so hard to pick. Uh, Inyasha. Yeah. 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 Boy's a tall drink of lemonade. Those little feeties and his big, big pointy claws. I get it. It's the ears and the poopy ears. It's the stupid ears. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us on our first episode, our first official episode. If you missed episode zero, go back and listen to that. Um, it should be up on whatever podcatcher of your choice. And. Uh, that is basically an entire episode where I'm showing my entire ass and um, hoping to God that I'm not sounding like a complete idiot um, and making some predictions about the the entirety of the show, which is pretty fun. Um, it does contain some spoilers in the sense that we name drop a lot of characters. Yes, yes, it does. Um, but nothing too intense. Yeah. We will be planning to drop episodes on a every other week basis, mm-hmm. um, bi-monthly, and we uh, will be keeping up in between episodes on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, link for that is in the show notes. And then Alyssa has also set up a an email address. I've made a Google account. Yay! For a podcast called SipBoyCast at gmail.com. So send questions, um, super nice compliments, <laughs> uh, any you know suggestions for things that you want us to talk about on the podcast. Random trivia like you think we didn't cover mm-hmm. in this hour and a half of talking about a 22-minute episode. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> we had a lot to talk about. We did. And uh, until next time. See you you soon. soon.